Welcome to our regular episode of Business Wise. This is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying the management system discovered and developed by humanitarian philosopher and administrator, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. Today, we're going to introduce one of the most important words in management, and it is a word coined by Mr. Hubbard because there really is no regular English term that adequately describes this phenomenon. A full understanding and application of this word and concept will fully and entirely change your life. And so this is a good one to pay attention to and study thoroughly. The word is DEVT, spelt D-E-V hyphen T. It is short for the term developed traffic. Now, if you ever wonder where your time goes, if you ever wonder why you're not getting things done as you uh, imagined you would, if you start out the day with a, a plan A and end up doing plans X, Y, and Z, or not even anything planned at all, you are unfamiliar with and unable to master the subject of dev T or developed traffic. So, uh, first of all, let's define the term. So in an article uh, on the 2nd of July, 1959, now in this uh, definition, Mr. Hubbard uses the word dispatch. So I want to clear that up. It's not a commonly used word uh, these days. So just to clarify it, a dispatch is basically a memo from another staff member in your organization or in another. So um, these days, a lot of times these are electronic. Uh, you can have an email, you can have a message, uh, wouldn't qualify a text as a dispatch by any means, but, um, because there's no real record of it, particularly, I guess, in your phone. But, uh, these days it's not uncommon to have, uh, messages routed through the organization electronically. So let's regard those messages or memos as dispatches. They can also be handwritten. They can also be uh, in a uh, typed form, obviously. So, um, so that's the word dispatch. So developed traffic is a statement you'll begin to see now. It is condemnatory. The symbol DFT means on a dispatch. This dispatch exists only because its originator has not handled a situation, problem, or an executive order. It also means responsibility for your post very low. Also, it means you should be handling this without further traffic. It also means you are manufacturing new traffic because you aren't handling old traffic. Also, it means for God's sake. Every time traffic is developed, somebody has flubbed. Flubbed just means make an error. So every time traffic is developed, somebody has flubbed. Developed traffic does not mean usual and necessary traffic. It means unusual and unnecessary traffic. L. Ron Hubbard. So that's DevT. And um, you probably already thought of a number of examples of it. Uh, one of my favorites is to ask a junior to do something and have them tell you all about how difficult it is to do it uh, or what they're going to have to deal with to do it. 
usually when I ask somebody to do something that is uh, working for me, I, I expect them to sort of figure it out and do it. I don't need the blow by blow. And that just adds developed unnecessary traffic. Another form of it might be um, a very common one. Somebody asks for something without specifying exactly what it is they need or want. Uh, employers are great at this. Send somebody out to buy uh, roller covers for paint rollers and don't specify the length, don't specify the nap, don't specify exactly what kind of roller cover. So somebody goes out and buys a bunch and brings them back and they're the wrong ones. That's developed unnecessary traffic. Something takes much longer. Um, another version might be not putting things back uh, where they belong after they've been uh, used. So you grab a tool or you grab a piece of office equipment or something like that and you're using it and uh, after or somebody's using it and then after they're done using it, they don't put it back. So now you have developed unnecessary traffic trying to locate it. Like, where are my glasses? Uh, it's a great way to create developed unnecessary traffic or dev T for yourself is to misplace things. Uh, I would be willing to bet more than one of you have done that. And that usually stems from not putting things back where you picked them up from. It's a good practice to cultivate. Could also be somebody's incomplete work. So an organization is made up of, of course, terminals or individuals or people on posts who handle things in a sequence. So if somebody has to produce a product for you, let's say it's a salesperson and they sell a product or a service and now it comes to you to deliver it and there was a bunch of aspects of the job that should have been explained to them by the salesperson and wasn't. So now you've got to deliver it. Now you've got to explain it. Now that's developed unnecessary traffic because of an unworn hat or an incomplete cycle of action from an earlier person on the flow line of the product. There's, there's thousands of different ways that DevT can be created. And, um, you know, it'd be very interesting if at the end of the day, sometime you really look back on your production day and ask yourself what actually got done. And if you view the actual products of that day and it looks like it doesn't really match up to the amount of time spent uh, on uh, at the office or at work, I would review the day and see what was developed unnecessary traffic. And I'm sure you're going to find a bunch. So it's an important uh, concept to fully understand. Mr. Hubbard categorized uh, DevT. We're not going to go into all the classifications of it, but it, he put a lot of study into this. If you take a look at the incredible productivity of Mr. Hubbard, I'm sure anyone here who's walked into a bookstore in a, an organization that is selling or marketing his books has been astounded at the volume of work that he produced. And that's often just his nonfiction works. And then, of course, he wrote millions of words of fiction and uh, was a professional in many, many other fields alongside of all that. Master Mariner, able to uh, captain any vessel, any tonnage, any ocean, professional photographer, musician, 
very little that Mr. Hubbard tackled that he did not take to a professional standard, if, if anything, actually. So mere mortals like myself often look at that and go, how the devil did he get all that done? And, uh, and he of course, tells us exactly how he got it done by writing up all this material on uh, management and administration. And uh, so none of it's a secret. And a big aspect of it is this subject called DevT. And once you're aware of it and you can get others aware of it, uh, you can start to eliminate it, police it, monitor it, and get rid of it. Okay, but you've got to be able to, first of all, understand it yourself fully duplicate it. And then the other thing you got to do is get everybody else to understand it in your group or organization. Otherwise, they're going to continually generate DevT. And um, no matter how good your personal practices are in terms of reducing DevT, you're going to get a lot of it from your staff or employees or partners or whomever. So uh, we've been talking a lot recently about training of employees. This is a very, very important concept uh, for every employee to understand what is DFT, uh, what creates it, what are the various different categories of it, and uh, how do you avoid generating it. But today I thought I would start out by giving you one category of DFT that you can, any one of you, can apply uh, right away and make a huge difference in your life. If you just apply this one principle from all of this information about developed unnecessary traffic or developed traffic, uh, you will see a marked change in your ability to handle time, your ability to create time for yourself, your ability to have a life of your own, like go home on time, uh, see your kids, uh, pick up other projects that you've been meaning to work on that influence other aspects of your life. You can make the time for these things. Uh, it is by simply learning and applying this one datum. You see, I mean, over and over again, I get my members telling me, well, you know, I just don't have any time. I'd like to do this, but I don't have time. And, you know, uh, maybe I should study more, but I don't have time. And maybe I should organize more, but I don't have time. And maybe I should, uh, you know, on and on about time. Look, at, I'm going to tell you something about time. Time is not your problem. Okay. You may think it's a problem, but it is not the problem. Uh, there is a fundamental, and this actually from an article 16 March 1971, I didn't really necessarily mean to bring this in, but I think I ought to because you need to understand this, okay? Mr. Hubbard says in this article from 16 March 1971, he says, to solve any problem, one has to recognize what the problem is. One cannot solve problem A by trying to solve problem B or C. Example, problem, broken down car. You cannot fix the car by repairing the kitchen lino linoleum. Example, you cannot floor the kitchen by fixing the car. All this may seem obvious when obviously stated, but there is a more subtle version. All capital letters, this is a law. Any problem that does not solve is not the problem. There must be some other problem. L. Ron Hubbard. Okay. If you're going to tell one and all that your problem is time and you're going to continue to go on about time, then let me tell you something that is not your problem. Time. That's the wrong problem. More likely, the problem has to do with Dev T. And while you may not consider yourself very good at manufacturing time, actually, you are very good at it once you learn the, the ropes on this, but we're not going to talk about that necessarily today. But 
but if you have a viewpoint that you know you cannot be caused over time, again, not true. But if you have that viewpoint, that's not something you can easily monitor. But this Dev T is something you can you can absolutely monitor and deal with very easily. So this is your introduction to Dev T, and this is an article from 19 August 1959, uh, written very close to. Uh, when he created the definition for DFT. And this article is called How to Handle Work. And it starts with three words from Mr. Hubbard. And we're going to go through the whole thing. Do it now. That's a quote. Do it now. One of the best ways to cut your work in half is not to do it twice. Probably your most fruitful source of DFT is your own double work. Okay, so... We can go on about your employees. We can go on about how they're not tracking and how they don't know what DevT is and they're not had and they're asking you a million questions and they continue to present their bodies with problems and so forth and so on. Yeah, that's true. That's all DevT. But let me tell you something. Fundamental to all that, and the first thing you must master is how to handle work because you're probably your biggest source of DevT. So he says, this is the way you do double work. You pick up a dispatch or a piece of work, look it over, and then put it aside to do later. Then later, you pick it up and read it again, and only then do you do it. This, of course, doubles your traffic, just like that. One of the reasons I can handle so much traffic is that I don't do it twice. I make it a heavy rule that if I find myself handling a piece of traffic, I handle it, not put it into a hold or a later category. Okay, I know you guys do this because I run into it when I'm talking to you. I mean, I do it too sometimes, but I'm telling you, it's a heavy rule. Put it in your life. If you're going to handle something, handle it now. You have a conversation about something, you're on the phone with someone and you go, okay, uh, all right, so we just thrashed this all out. We know what we're going to do. Let me think about it. Wow, you just doubled your work right like that. Now you're going to go off and do something else. Maybe you're going to uh, not have your full attention on what you're doing because you didn't complete the cycle with the guy you were talking to or the employee or, or me or somebody else. And now you put it into a later category. Now, first of all, uh, how long does it take to have another meeting? Just to arrange a meeting these days, even a phone conversation, how, many, uh, how much time does that add? Okay, well, call, well, I'm busy now. Tell them I'll call back. And next thing you know, something that should have taken five minutes takes three weeks. Okay, meanwhile, nothing moves because nothing moves in a maybe. So sitting there, not completing the cycle of action, not making the decision, not rolling with it. Uh, first of all, it's an insult to your own analyzer. How many times has your knowingness or your first workout on something proved to be true? More times than not, I would be willing to wager. Certainly with me, it's that case. I mean, if I, it doesn't take long to figure things out and go, okay, that makes sense, let's go. And probably the delays in dev T that you've added uh, when you don't handle work this way and doing it now, uh, even if you'd made an error, you've probably consumed less time, less dev T. Yes, it, making errors is one of the, versions of developed unnecessary traffic, not doing the job right the first time, and you have to go back and redo it. That's a great source of DFT. And you can make a, a missed call in judgment. It's happened to all of us. But 
Not that often because the analytical mind is designed to resolve things quickly. Okay, and it can in, in split seconds, literally. And, you know, that's the capacity of the analytical mind. So, you know, the, the one that chews things over and works things over uh, is uh, not the analytical mind. I'll, let's just leave it at that. Okay, and you probably know that to be true because how many of you have sat around and maundered about things and thought about things and it just, it's kind of spinny. Hmm. Hmm. So, decisive, complete your cycle of action, uh, do it now, is a, a heavy rule that if you wonder, how did Mr. Hubbard get all this work done? He's telling you right here. So he goes on to say this. If I happen to be prowling through my basket, which is, you know, where communications come in and out of the basket, if it could be a, a, a electronic digital basket these days, you know, but or both. He says, if I happen to be prowling through my basket in the message center stack to see what's there, I do what I find there. If I'm given a message or a datum that requires further action from me, I do it right when I receive it. This is how I buy, quote, loafing time, end quote. So, you want to get some loafing time? Do your work when it comes to you. And don't put it off into later categories. Here he talks about doing it twice. I know guys, including myself, who've redone things maybe a dozen times. You know, you, it, it is a point of discipline. And it is a point of self-trust, probably, to some extent. Okay. He says, now I'm not trying to hold me up as a model of virtue, as a man who always does his job. I do many jobs and many hats. I'm holding myself up as an ambitious loafer and as a buyer a valuable loafing time. This is Mr. Hubbard speaking here. <laughs> it's awesome. So then he says, there's no need to look busy if you are not busy. There's no need to fondle and caress work because there isn't enough of it. There's plenty of work to do. The best answer to work of any kind is to do it. If you do every piece of work that comes your way, when it comes your way, and not after a while, if you always take the initiative and take action, not refer it, you never get any traffic back unless you've got a psycho on the other end. Uh, two things. Obviously, this has a lot of application to an employee who has a psycho employer. Uh, if you have one of those, that's unfortunate. But uh, any sane, rational human being, if you keep handling your work, they're not going to continue to harass you, right? Uh, you take initiative, you take action, and you don't refer it. Now, this seems to be the favorite way that people avoid working, and they think they're buying loafing time when they do this, but they never do, okay? And that is refer the work to somebody else. And, um, of course, you have uh, employees and juniors, and you should be writing communication to them, but if something comes to you to handle, then just handle it. You know, if you have to handle the, the uh, employee afterwards, then handle the employee, but... Uh, sending things back to people who haven't handled something or uh, at the employee level, referring to another employee that maybe it's not their job or maybe it is their job, but they decide it's going to be easier to send it over. How many times have I tried to get things done or you have tried to get things done and uh, you kind of go, well, you know, I could do this, but um, really I'm going to send it to Joe or whatever. You end up doing it anyway. So you spend all that time and all that aggravation trying to get someone else to do it when you should have just handled it now. Do it now. 
Back to this article from Mr. Hubbard, he says, in short, the way to get rid of traffic is to do it, not to refer it. Anything referred has to be read by you again, digested again, and handled again. So never refer traffic, just do it so it's done. Okay, so he uses a really uh, cool word in the next paragraph. We're just going to clear that. That's the word foment, which means to instigate or stir up an undesirable or violent uh, sentiment or course of action. That's the word foment, F-O-M-E-N-T. And then don't forget that the word calm is short for communication. So he says here, you can keep a calm line in endless foment by pretending that the easiest way not to work is to not handle things or to refer things. Everything you don't handle comes back and bites. Everything you refer has to be done when it comes back to you. Ever notice that? These undone things that come back and bite you? Why don't you make a list of like half a dozen? Okay, if that doesn't make a believer out of you in how to handle work, then I don't know what will. Everything that's come back to you to bite you, you can probably look at a point of no responsibility of your own where you decide to refer it. Um, I, I've been dealing with an instance of that right now. I usually like to refer my, uh, my finances to other people. And, you know, it's, there's an irresponsibility factor there and I don't pay attention. And uh, next thing you know, something's mishandled that I could easily cut onto. I'm not saying don't hire an accountant. I'm just saying take responsibility, be aware, handle your cycles, how to handle work. You know, how many of us put off our taxes and our tax returns until the very last minute, you know, instead of just doing it now? And how much aggravation uh, does it cause and how much lost time? So just to wrap this up, Mr. Robert says, so if you are truly a lover of ease, the sort of person who yawns comfortably and wears holes and heels, resting them on desks. If your true ambition is one long bout of spring fever, then you'll do as I suggest and handle everything that comes your way when it comes and not later. And you'll never refer anything to anybody that you yourself can do promptly. That people begin to point you out as a model of efficiency, as a thing expected to cop the next world's speed record, that articles begin to appear about the marvels you are creating is all incidental. You and I know we did it so we could be lazy and not have to work. For it can be truly said that the way to all labor of a long and continuous grind is by putting off the action when the message is received and in referring it all to somebody else. That's the way to slavery to tired muscles, and tattered brains. That's the route to baskets piled high, or emails piled high, okay? I, I added that part. So, this is Hubbard again, Mr. Hubbard. So come loaf with me. Do it when you see it, and do it yourself. L. Ron Hubbard. So there you go. Put this discipline in. I guarantee you it's a life changer, and uh, we'll increase your productivity many, many times. I know it will because uh, as many of my members are fabulous individuals and great entrepreneurs, I've observed it with just about every one of them to some extent, um, this foible in handling work. Uh, of course, some are much better than others and it is not an absolute. Uh, there's probably a grading scale of competency in this area, but Work on it, get your discipline in on it, and you'll be very, very rewarded. Okay, that's it 
for today's uh, Business Wise episode. And uh, please do send us back your uh, what you're getting out of this and out of these. We love reading them and uh, it really does make our day. So please do write us at info at wisestress.org and let us know how you're doing with this uh, information. Okay, talk to you next week.